Hey guys, it's Murray Valeriano, host of the Road Stories podcast. What's happening? Just uh, wanted to drop in and let you know that you're about to listen to part two of Burt Kreischer and Matt Fulcheron, the full charge. Uh, if you haven't listened to part one, go back, download that for free, listen to it. Not that you'll be lost on the second one, but I'm sure there's some callbacks in there that if you're listening to like, what, what does he mean, pantyhose? I just ruined the pantyhose joke. Uh, so part two, uh, Burt Kreischer and Matt Fulcher on. And real quick, if you haven't written a review on iTunes, please go ahead and do so. I mean, um, I know a bunch of you have, and, and I thank you for them. Um, but I know I've picked up a few more listeners recently. So uh, if you can, just take a minute and uh, write a review on iTunes. I've been known to give away T-shirts hmm. to iTunes reviews that I like of my own show, not of comedy film nerds. Uh, All right, so that is it. Uh, I'll be in Vegas all this week, so uh, there might not be a podcast next week, um, but I'm trying to set up some stuff for Vegas right now. Uh, So that is it, and as always, thank you so much for listening. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Drunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon What is, what is your favorite, Coming on, uh, getting somebody on stage story. What's that? What's your favorite uh, somebody getting on stage story? <laughs> Probably oh. the dick, the dick out. The dick on stage is pretty hard to top. I, I mean, you're gonna top that. Um, I had. It's all right. Keep going. What's that? It's a phone. That's oh. a... It's just a phone. It's a bill collector. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, one of my like one of my times, I, I probably would go with some time that. It didn't work out great. Oh, see, that's what I want to hear. Because like that's <clears throat> those are the times that you learn, right? Like, uh, I'm trying to think. I used to do it a lot. I brought uh, I brought a, bl- a blind guy on stage <laughs> and made him feel people's faces to tell me and tell me how hot they were. <laughs> yeah, that's great. How that's he was, awesome. He was like feeling their faces, and he was like, ah, six. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun because it started with I go how hot do you think your wife is right and he goes uh, very hot and his wife was actually really fucking hot mm-hmm. I said yeah but how did you know he goes I, f- I felt her face I said what and he goes look it's not about like he's like I feel her body I feel her face and it's, I can tell you what she looks like and, and I was like you, she really is hot as fuck like you, but you didn't need a hot one right and he's like well it's who I fell in love with yeah, yeah. I was like can you tell me how hot people are and he's like yeah and there's a waitress right next to him I go touch her face and rate her on a scale of one to ten. And he touched her face. It was it. This was in uh, in uh, Hartford. Uh-huh. He touched her face. He's like uh, seven, <laughs> and I was like, ah, she's a little hotter than that. Right, right. I was like, fuck this. Who wants to say? Who wants to? And fucking brought him on stage, and everyone right. walked up, and, and he was feeling faces. It was fucking great. <clears throat> I used to do it in Chicago. I've done it a lot. Uh huh. Chicago. I've done it a dickload. Um. Where, at the improv? Yeah, at the improv. How do you get them up on that stage? Uh, they walk around. There's a curtain. I did it last time we were there. Were we there recently? Uh, yeah, I was there recently, yeah. yeah. So you send them through the green room? Yeah. No, no, no. There's a, there's, you can get up. Sometimes they just hop up on stage. Okay. That's a high stage. <clears throat> yeah, but... Uh, a blind guy's hopping up on stage? Not not in Chicago. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I uh, Oh, I did... Uh, I don't remember where this was, but I had a grandma on stage... God damn it! I, 
I fucking I brought a grandma on stage mm-hmm. and danced for her. It was like her 80th birthday or 89th birthday, and I brought her on stage. And I and I'm really agile, surprisingly, uh-huh. and I'm a really good dancer. And so <laughs> I brought her on stage and I put. I, this, I think this became part of Steve Burns' act a little bit. I uh-huh. used to bring people on stage and dance for them and like and like throw my feet up. Like I would get I would I'd have them back against the wall mm-hmm. and then I'd throw my feet up in like a donkey kick mm-hmm. and I'd go like I'd like hands on the ground and then kick my feet like a donkey kick yeah, yeah. and then I'd kick my feet up to the wall and then walk my hands back and kind of hump them upside down like a 69. Right. And so Steve and I did Jameson, and Steve thought it was fucking great. And Steve wanted to be a part of it. So Steve would, I would do my set, and then Steve would walk out on stage, and we would start... His his part, right? What? You would start what? His part? Or like, what? I, no, he'd just come out on stage, and he'd be like, uh, I, I, I forget how it happened, but he'd be like, he wanted to be a part of the dancing. So right. we, yeah, yeah. we'd bring people on stage, and we'd, I'd dance for them. And then he started bringing other people on stage, and I think it was his closing bit. Uh, he ended yeah, up using yeah. it as his closing bit on his hour special, right? But um, but yeah, and so uh, so you got this eighty-year-old woman up there. I, I had an eighty-year-old woman up there, and I had a what? Oh, I've had <laughs> I've had really fucking great moments on stage. Hold on, uh, this is the best one. Okay, um, this is the best one. So I had. And I'm going to tell you the best one, and then I'm going to tell you one that's horrible. Okay. Okay. So I had – I'm in Virginia Beach. God damn it. And, and look, i got to be honest with you. If, you. if you're a comic and you ever get stuck in this situation and you need to, you do it. You use, it, <laughs> you use this, and you just text me or tweet me and let me know you had to use it. And that you – and that just like – just out of respect, just be like, just I didn't create this. Bert did. Right, right. Uh, so I had, so I had Vegas next week texting you. I had, uh, Rick comes up to me. Rick runs Virginia and all Mm -hmm. of like comes up and he's like, uh, I hate to do this, but, uh, there's a couple that want to propose. The guy wants to propose to his girl on stage. Right. I go, okay. And he goes, and I know, I want to say he's like, they've, they've got like, they got bottles of champagne. They got front row seats. They have like. And and he's like, and I know you're good with this, but he wants to do it. Are you cool with that? And in my head, I was like, I want the challenge. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. Um, you want me to send him back? And I go, yeah. So the guy comes back and he goes, how are we going to do this? I go, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I was like, it'll be real. It'll be good. I'll figure it out. So I go up. I start doing the show and I'm doing crowd work with them. Like just incorporating them into crowd work. And uh, how long you... How long have you guys been together? Oh, like uh, two years. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, good, good. And then I keep going back, and then I go, you know what? Let's get you guys up. I'm, I'm fucking with you guys all night. Let me get you a shot. Let's do, ooh, I got a good idea. Let's play a game, okay? Come on up. So I go, this is what we're going to do. Um, I want you, I say to the girl, we do a shot. I go, I'm going to blindfold you, and I want you to feel my chest and his chest, and you got to guess which is your husband and which is mine. Okay, you're going to do our chest, you're going to do our ass, and then you got to figure out which one's ours. And she's like, okay. I go, you think you can pick which one is your, is your fiance or your, your, your boyfriend's? And she goes, yeah, I can do it. And I go, okay. So we blindfold her. The second we blindfold her, I point to him and he gets on a knee. Mm-hmm. And now the fucking crowd's like, <gasps> and he pulls the ring out. And I go, okay, are you ready? And she goes, yes. And I said, now I want you to reach out. 
and I want you to feel whose stomach you're feeling. And I'm right next to her. She goes, okay. And I go up behind her and I pull the fucking blindfold off of her and she sees her man on a knee with the ring and she starts sobbing uncontrollably. Right. She's like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the place goes fucking batshit crazy yeah. and the, they fucking kiss and I'm like, that is my show. And right. I walk off stage and literally... A million fucking everyone that was at the show were like, that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yeah. Now. A couple of things. I love that you have a blindfold hand. hand. Uh, we, 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 we use my shirt. We use my shirt. My shirt's already off, so I use my shirt to blindfold her. And, and, I, and I was like, I'm going to make him take off his shirt. So she's blindfolded, and that's when it all happens. He drops to the knee. He gets into proposing mode, mm-hmm. and he's like, and it. And if you need to use this on the road, if anyone, if a club owner's like, listen, that's how you do it. I'm right. going to let you feel my chest and his chest. You got to tell who's is who's. Talk about a gamble, though. Like, like there's, we've been to a million comedy shows, and some of them are kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah. You, know, uh, you know, it might not be the best place to propose. And yeah. they're probably not. On the other hand, he paid such and such amount of dollars to get in, and, mm-hmm. and you really made his proposal that much better. Yeah. yeah. He, he you know, he didn't know what he was doing. You fucking you did it for him. Really. And it was and they were big fans of mine, so right. it worked out perfectly. Okay, awesome. Right, 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 right. Um so now cut to <laughs> like six months later I'm in Columbus. Stroop comes back and he's like, uh this and this is a good Stroop person impression by the way. Uh listen, I don't know. I don't uh, I know I, I'm not, I don't feel weird asking you, but you're so crazy on stage. I'm gonna just ask you. There's a couple in there that wants to propose, and I'm on it. I'm like, oh, right. fuck yeah, I got the, I know how to do it. And he's yeah, like, yeah, really? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, are you sure? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. And I said, yeah, just uh, send him back, and I'll talk him through it, and I'll tell him what we're gonna do. And he's like, okay. So the show starts, and they haven't been sent back yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, features up and they still haven't been sent back and I say to Stroop I go how come I'm not are you going to send him back and he's like yeah yeah right now I'm sitting in the green room and a girl walks in and I go hey she goes hey I'm the one that's going to propose and I went oh I said is it like your girlfriend she goes no it's my boyfriend Mm. I said oh you're proposing to your boyfriend she goes yeah I go oh okay okay she goes yeah yeah so I'd like to propose how are we going to do it and I said um, I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna wait until your husband proposes to you. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get him blindfolded. And I'm thinking like I can't do the, the right. Like, yeah, feel the chest and she, thing. And, she, and she's a, t- a tad bit hefty. Sure. And so I go, I'll just figure it out because in my head I'm gonna go, I'll get there, I'll figure it out. Right. So I go up and he's like, uh, he's an MMA guy. Like fucking, uh, he's in great shape. Yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. MMA guy, and he's and his chicks a little bit. Not. She's not an MMA girl. <laughs> and by the way, if you're listening to this and you guys are fucking, or the people, I'm so sorry. I'm just trying to be very accurate to share with the story. So I, I do a little crowd work, incorporate them in, do a little crowd work, incorporate them in, get them a shot. You know, let's do a shot on stage. Let's get a shot on stage. All right, here's what we're going to do, okay? You're gonna, I'm going to blindfold you, and one of us is going to kiss you on the ear, and you got to guess which one it was. And he's like, "What?" So I'm thinking, because I'm, I'm trying, I'm like trying to figure out. How yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so I blindfold him, and then I, and now I realize there's an audience watching a woman propose to a man. Right. right. So I go, and she goes. So she, I blindfold him. She gets him on a knee, and everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" Like there's not like the cool like, oh, 
right, it's right. Like, oh fuck, <laughs> right. And I'm like, and I hear the audience saying like, oh, what the fuck is this? Right. And the guy's like, all right. And the guy's blindfolded. He's like, all right, do it, do it, do it. If you're gonna kiss me, do it, man. And I'm like, all right, you ready? And I pull his blindfold off, and he sees her on a knee, and he looks me in the eyes. He goes, you fucking asshole. Oh. And I'm like, what? And he's like, don't know. Like he's just like, please don't. Right. And she's like, Jason, I love you with all my heart, and I want you to be my husband. Will you marry me? And he's like, and he, he's not even looking at her. He's just looking at me like, how could you have fucking done this to me? Oh, man. And I'm like, and, and I'm literally looking at him like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And she was like, oh, and they kiss, and everyone applauds. But he, it wasn't like, it was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, and they sit back down, and I'm like, "Do you want another shot?" He's like, "Yeah, I want another shot," <laughs> and it was bad. Oh yeah, and it was like, and I felt so fucking horrible. But it's like I don't like I didn't know what to do. Yeah, and yeah. So <laughs> I took that. I was like, "Wow, oh, man, that really doesn't make my proposing story. That makes me never want to do it again." <laughs> it's like a shitty epilogue. So, yeah, but uh, but it does work if you blindfold the person, then have a person drop on the knee if you need to use it. <laughs> Just credit me. That's so funny. Credit me. This is the other one I used to do is, and, and by the way, I never got credit for this, and I know people took this, uh-huh. and I know you are out there, <laughs> and I know you know I'm talking about you, is this was my go-to line. If um, I can't say it. Right. Um, I, if someone got a phone call, mm-hmm. and they go, I go, answer it. Just fucking answer it and tell them you'll call them back. This was my go-to. They go, hello, and I'd go... Real loud, the microphone. Get back in the car and finish sucking my cock. I paid you twenty dollars. You said you'd suck my dick for twenty dollars. You're with your boyfriend. He's gonna watch. Your boyfriend Steve. Like I knew if I knew their name, right, right. and I would then pretend like I had ordered them to like. Right. And it would it would kill. And especially like that was my kids. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone went fucking nuts. Your mom is sucking my cock. <laughs> That's awesome. That was and and like and it was like a go to thing. Yeah, that was like a go to bomb line or whatever. Right. And, I, and I watched someone use it one time, and I was like, I was like, I don't mind it. Like like bomb lines like that. Like yeah. you know like right. I used to do one one time, and the kid took it from me that weekend. Like oh, really? that weekend, I did it. I did a joke. It didn't work, and I went, "Good call." Let's all sit and do kegel exercises for a second. Yeah, yeah. And then that was my like bomb line. And then he was like, "I like that." I'm gonna. And I was like, oh, cool. Next show, he did it. I go, hey, man, you're not allowed to do that. He was like, oh, it worked for you. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) Oh, wow. But yeah, I I fucking... I I had a bomb line that a friend of mine was just like openly, would just openly use in front of me. Really? Like, yeah, I'm using that too. And I'd even, you know, I'd even use it on my half hour special because it was a bomb line, but it was also part of this Uh joke or that joke. Yeah, yeah. If I asked a question... I'd say stare at me quietly if the answer is yes. You know, just if yeah. it was yeah, a yeah. shitty audience. Yeah. And like I, I, when I was in New York, he's been a friend of mine for years and i just seen him just do it. <laughs> I'm like, it's not like my material per right, se, right. but it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. You know better. Do you think he subconsciously did it? That's yeah. totally cool, but I could tell this wasn't the case. Oh, right. In fact, one time he was about to go on stage, he goes, hey, do you mind if I use that joke you tweeted yesterday? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? I mean, that's uh, like people go... And, and it, it, it's, I think it's somewhat cyclical. Uh, it, it is, people get frustrated like that you bring a comic with you on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, they go, oh, you don't support supporting local comedy? I don't really give a fuck about local comedy. <laughs> I, I really, I don't care about your career. Right. Like, I don't care. I understand. 
good local comedy has moved away. Yeah. <laughs> the good local comedy, and I'm bringing them back. <laughs> is in L.A. and in New York, and I'm, I don't mean to sound shitty about it. Right. And I understand you've got a scene there, and that you're passionate about your scene. And I get it. I totally fucking get it. But what you got to understand is, as a young comic, as listening to this, hopefully, is that um, I ha- there there are young kids that watch. Guys like say myself mm-hmm. or 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 definitely Attell and Hedberg and Rogan and 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 I'm not putting myself in that group. I'm just saying that those guys right. bring people. And I know that uh, Hedberg's dead, but uh, right. But the reason is a lot of times you don't know your voice, and you will simply young comics will lift your material trying to get better in their local scene, or they will do a version of you on stage. Mm-hmm. I worked with I, I I had it happen. I worked with a kid. And then Ian Bag called me like the next day, and he's like, "Did you work with this kid?" And I go, "Why?" He goes, "He's doing you." Bro, and I was really? like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's doing your act. He's doing your act almost like he just did one of your bits, but he's doing you." Wow. And I was like, "Really?" He was like, "Yeah." He fucking ripped his shirt off on stage the second he got on stage, and I was like, "Motherfucker!" And so, like, like I don't, I don't care. I, I feel bad. Like when you know, when I go to Tampa, there's a bunch of local comics that aren't getting stage time, but. There's, I I just look. I, I I write and I work really hard to write and come up with new stuff on right. the fly. And I and I don't care to have someone take a look at what I've done and and obviously see it from a different set of eyes mm-hmm. and go, mm-hmm. oh, I can do that better and quicker in my open mic room. And that, that's not uh, like, like and that, that's, it sounds shitty what I'm saying, but like, look, the truth is, I fucking I'm a I. Do this for a fucking living. Right. Yeah. I don't have a day job, and the people I want to support do this for a fucking living also. Yeah. And so it's like, and it's it's like you can call me an elitist or whatever, and that I don't support local comedy, but like, I you know I support local comedy by going to an open mic when I'm in your town and fucking around and watching good comics and going, hey, you should move to L.A. Right. <laughs> you know, right. you should go to New York. You need to get out of here right. because you're just gonna fucking flounder here and get caught up in the politics. Of local comedy, yeah, yeah. Like the politics of local comedy are so shitty, so fucking shitty. I walked into a scene, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna name names. I'm okay. not gonna say where. There was one scene that was so catty and so backstabbing that I actually wanted to stop performing in that city because it just had dirty energy about it. Really? Oh, it was like, I mean, I, I, I it just, it was sad. It was really sad. Because I was like, what, no one gets what this is. Mm-hmm. No one gets the brotherhood that is formed out of being a comedian. Yeah. The connection, the bond that instantaneously f- happens when, when Doug Stanhope and I sit down and we've never had a beer together in our entire lives and we drink for fucking nine hours talking nonstop. Right, right. Yeah. And back and forth. Yeah. Right. That is a bond. And it's like, I said something the other day. Uh, this is a while ago. I said it to my wife. She was like, can you believe, said something like... Uh, I think I just done Letterman. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Can you believe uh, how cool that is that you just did Letterman? Like, that's something that you could they can never take away from you." And I was like, "Yeah." And in my head, I'm like, "You know what? I'm really fucking proud of. I'm proud that I'm actually that I've earned it, and I'm a working comic. Mm-hmm. That I've earned it. That I went through the ranks. I worked my way from working the door to getting stage time to do, being a host to being a feature to being a headliner to being like I'm." Whatever fucking happens in my career, you can never take that away. Mm-hmm. And 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 when you go and you see a scene that is like that, you're like that. There's no support, or the support is so fucking phony right. that you're like, like you just it just breaks your heart, and you're like, ugh. 
They don't. Like, they don't know that, what they're getting because uh, I'm. I'm. I got started here in Los Angeles. I moved out here like right out of school, and I ended yeah. up, you know, for other reasons. And then I got into comedy, and I'm jealous of like the Chicago scene. All those guys moved together because I hang out with like Pardo and Pat Francis and Mike Siegel. Yeah. They all came up together in Chicago, and they moved out here together, and they've got their little scene. In- look at look at look at Pete Holmes and and uh, and and fucking Hannibal and yeah, yeah. all the guys Kyle that came Kinane. out of Chicago. Kyle Kinane. Matt and, let me tell you something. They were fucking. They were tight. Yeah, and they fucking all moved out here together. I, I think that's. I'm jealous of that too. I started in New York. Yeah, yeah. Right. But let me tell you something. My clique was like Bobby Kelly, Pete Corielli, Jim. Mm-hmm. Like not my clique, but like the guys that are that like I started. They were all above me. My the class I started with was Dimitri Martin, um, Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. technically because he came to New York, but he had been already doing it. Right. Big J Okerson, Metzger are all kind of in my class. Uh-huh. I believe. I think. I think they're younger than me personally. Um, because I'm older than them physically, mm. but we all started around the same time. I was working the door, and they were hanging out at the clubs. But the guys I learned from were Patrice, fucking Nick DePaul. The guys I'd watch, Attel. Right, yeah. Like, that's why I sat in the back and watched. So it's like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't trade it for being, like, for, for having a scene in Tampa. You know? Right, right, yeah. right, right. Like, and I don't mean to shit on Tampa comedy. Yeah. I'm not shitting on Tampa comedy at all. But like, but like, uh, But, like, I got really slammed one time. Um, I'll never forget it. And by the way, I like this person a lot. I'm just, I'm just sharing this with you. And she would admit as much. Okay. Okay? This is really fucking funny. So, I am supposed to bring a feature act with me to Tampa. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really fucking keep up with that too much. Right, right. Like, I don't... Like, I, like, I, I, when Matt and I started working together, I think it was just like... Yeah, whatever fits in your schedule. I, right. I, it's something I tell people. I go, it's if whatever fits in your schedule. If you want to book it, book it. Call right. Reg; they'll, right. they'll yeah, set yeah. it up. I'll, and I'll tell everyone yes, but like yeah. I don't book them. I don't go out and I don't have like when I said to Matt, "Are you in Irvine with me?" He's like, "No, I'm not." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I don't care. And then sure. and then I bring another kid. I go to Tampa and I'm supposed to bring a feature, but I don't do it, and no one booked it. And what? <laughs> and so I get to the club, and two things happen. Um, uh. I sit down and the, whoever I'm working with is like, was like, hey, did you see what I wondered? I think her name's Kathleen McGee. Uh-huh. By, by the way, I like her. I'm not okay. shitting on Kathleen, yeah. but but this is a good story. Okay. <laughs> I said, did you? He goes, did you see what Kathleen McGee wrote? And I went, no. And he goes, ooh, this is the guy I'm working with, and he's a local comic. And he goes, it's pretty bad. It's on Facebook, and it's all about you. And I'm like, what? And so I look on Facebook, and it is it is a status update. And it is lengthy. Okay. And it is, it is, um, fu- who the fuck is Burt Kreischer? Burt Kreischer is a piece of shit. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, sure. making it worse than it was. <laughs> right. But right. I am not, I am not because it is like, he doesn't support local comedy. I was supposed to work this week and I need the money. And it's, and I want to say it's like Mother's Day is coming up or Christmas is coming right. up. I need the money. Ugh. I need presents for my kids. And Burt took away a week of work from me. Mm-hmm. How dare he? How and dare so, how dare she put her kids' presence on fucking opening work? So wait, <laughs> that, that is unacceptable. That's and right. by the way, I hope Kathleen, if you are listening to this, that you're remembering this as fondly as I do, because this is all sweet. And, and by the way, don't pass judgment. Just listen to the story, everybody. Gotcha. Right, right. So, um, so I'm, I read it, and I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm like, I'm gonna reply. Right. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not gonna reply. So it's a two man show because we didn't bring a feature. Right now. The job she was promised is now available. Oh, right. Because there's no feature. Right. So the kid, who was 
now is hosting or was going to host has now been bumped up to feature and we need a host. <laughs> and Bob Joyce comes in and he's like, hey, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound really fucking bad, but it's only one person going to work this week. <laughs> <laughs> And she was supposed to work, but I told her she couldn't because I thought you were bringing your feature, but you didn't bring your feature, and I'd like to bring her in. And I go, is this Kathleen McGee? And he goes, yeah. And I said, have you seen what she wrote about me on Facebook? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and he, I, go, I go, yeah, she needs the money. Bring her in. And he goes, are you sure? I said, look. I mean, real honestly, I was like, look, I have no fucking problem with her right. at all. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and the fact that she got upset that I didn't support local comedy – Probably a fucking truth. Right. And, and <laughs> how she handled it, I'm not really happy with. But let's make it really uncomfortable for her and bring her in and tell her she's got the work. And so he's like, okay. So fucking Friday, <laughs> Friday, I come back and uh, I go up to the green room. And by the way, she's like at the bar and I like walk past her and I don't say anything. I go up to the green room and I'm sitting up there just waiting, knowing full well that she is going to have to talk to me at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She starts off the show, features on, she comes up stage. She's like, Hey, Bert, I'm Kathleen. I'm your host. Is there anything you'd like to say about me? Or is there anything I'd like, to, you'd like me to say about you when I bring you on stage? Something nice. And I said, uh, Oh, just read your Facebook update. Uh. She was like, Listen, I am so, I fucking deleted it. I didn't know you saw that. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, I saw it. And I go, and I said, can I just talk to you and tell you how I feel? And I told her everything. Just, everything I just said. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, look, I'm fucking working. And these kids do fucking kind of glom on and figure out stand-up through watching you do it. And by the way, I'm trying to figure out jokes just like they are. Like, it's not like I'm fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, I'm fucking struggling too. And when they see you do some crowd work, then they use that crowd work when they do it. And, it, and, it's, and if you're doing a lot of crowd work, then it's really tough. And I explain the whole thing. And I go, I don't. And I go, don't put the fucking money about your kids. And she goes, I, I know. She's like, I've had a really, really, really rough. She, and she had, honestly, had like a really rough patch. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I'm saying her name right, by the way. And so I'm like, <laughs> and so she's like, I'm like, it's, it's fine. And she was like. Just Google Burt Crusher is a piece of shit. And she, <laughs> and, she, and she was like, I am really sorry. And I was like, it's totally fine. And I go, listen, I think, honestly, you learned a really valuable lesson with no fucking chance of failure because I'm a really good guy yeah. and I would never fucking hold it against you. I've tweeted things that I regretted and I've talked shit about people and I've regretted and I'm a good guy and I'm fucking, I don't hate you and I hope right. you have a good weekend and I'm sorry that all this shit's going on for you and I'm glad you can now make the money and she was like, oh, thank you so fucking much and then <laughs> we hung out. There was a kid, there was a kid at fucking the Tampa Improv this week that I found out post being around this kid that he hated my fucking guts. Really? And I was like, why would you hate someone's guts? You are, like, in my head, I'm like, I am the nicest fucking guy in the world. Right. Why would you hate me? And the kid just, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, don't, I still don't know his name, and I don't care to know his you name. You talked to the guy? No, I never talked to him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's dumb because he's walking around. He the, hates uh, Segura, too. I'm he's like, walking around because I told you, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get there. Is he on, a comic? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I get there on. I brought it up to the club. I go, I go, hey, like, what the fuck's the deal? And they're like, don't ignore it. Ignore yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry it. I even told you. No, 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 just, no. I, but it's like, it's, but it's, it's the truth. It's like, look, if you go into a club, if I would never in a million years roll into a club as an open micer and be like, I hate Jim Gaffigan. No. The fuck? <laughs> All right, it gets worse because on Sunday he was the sound guy. So he works at the club. He works at the club? And what he did was he came up to me on Thursday and he goes, yeah, last time I saw Burt Kreischer, I got in a fight with him. 
And I also way, got, I have no recollection of this. What's right, going on? Right. He goes, I also got in a fight with Tom Segura. And he goes, uh, so you want to go get a drink after this? I'm like, you just said you got in a fight with two of my best friends. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember getting in a fight with them. They like you. Like, what are you yeah. doing? And why are you bringing negativity into an unknown situation? Right. You know, you shouldn't really never be negative as it is. Right, right. Because even amongst friends, it can come back to you. Yeah. But to walk into some place in a scene where you're uh, a business you're not really established yet, that is fucking Dumb as shit. It was and it, picking like one of the nicest guys. Two, right? Arguably, two of the nicer guys Absolutely. in comedy. Oh, there are dicks. Oh yeah, there Absolutely. are dicks. Let me tell you something. And, and by the way, this is one of my best friends. Okay. If you come off the road and you tell me you got into a fight with Ian Bag, I'm like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I can see that happening. I can see. I can see it shaking out. And, and like, it's like, and, and you're like, I might still get along with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I can, I can go, understand. Let's go get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Agree to disagree. So, but, but like, if you if you tell me like I got into a fight with Tom's girl, I'm like, oh, that was you. Yeah. If you're like, I got into a fight with Rogan, I'm like, that was you. If I got into yeah. a fight with Ari, that was you. Yeah, yeah. I got into a fight with Joey, that was you. It's yeah, like yeah, those yeah, are that yeah. like. Like that's how that works. There was a really like, and I hate to keep be talking about Tam Improv, but I think, I think it's just because we got back from there recently, and 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 it was a great weekend. I had a yeah. great weekend. I fucking love Tampa. It's my home club. It's where I grew up right. in life. Yeah, yeah. And I believe it is my home club. It's the first place I ever sold out a show. Mm-hmm. It's to this day. It's probably where I make most of my money. Like a lot of money, so I love Tampa. And my best friend is Cowhead, and he's got the biggest radio show down there. I fucking love Tampa. Right. I'm not shitting on Tampa, but. There was, um, there was a comic, and I'm going to say his name because he because he's a friend of mine, uh-huh. and and he's he is a perfect example of like of like I'm and and, and we I've had this conversation with him so many times. We were ended up working together, and I ended up and and part of it is like listen, as a comic, you are going to have a flawed personality. Right, like that is it is guaranteed. There is something broken inside you that makes you get on stage and want approval from strangers. Mm-hmm. Right. So so you, that has to be understood. And I think sometimes we do comedy and we look at people and we're like, that guy's kind of a weirdo. And we're like, oh, we're all fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is um, – I, I don't think he's still doing comedy. I think he stopped doing comedy. I think he lives in Oklahoma now. His name's Roy Johnson. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the first time I ever worked with Roy – and Roy had a reputation uh, before I worked with him. I found out I was working with Roy and someone called me and they're like, uh, fucking watch out. He's, he's really good, but he's going to fucking, he's going to try to destroy you on stage. Like trying to, he's going to try to like make sure that you can't follow him. Right. Right. And I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, if he can do that, then I, maybe I shouldn't be headlining. But, um, but they're like, he, him, he did it to Tripoli. Like he, and it was, it was like a literally a defining, like, that's, that defining is bad, but it happened with him in Tripoli and like mm-hmm. Virginia Beach. And a secret shopper had like not liked Tripoli and liked Roy. And so, but they didn't flip flop it. Mm-hmm. They just kept it the same. And Roy then was like, well, fuck that. And Tripoli's like, fuck that. So as Tripoli tells everyone in LA, Why, be careful, this guy. So everyone in LA is like, fuck everyone in LA is literally telling each other, fuck Roy Johnson, which is the worst thing you can happen to someone. Right. Because now, whenever you go on the road, the word you hear is, if you're in Tampa, fuck Roy Johnson. So I go to Tampa, and I got Roy, and they're like, dude, be, don't become friends with him. This is all the LA comics. And I'm thinking, like, now in retrospect, and I had this conversation with Roy, I was like, in retrospect, one of the biggest mistakes he made was not ingratiating himself to Tripoli. 
not getting Tripoli and him to be on the same page mm-hmm. and have a great show for both of them. Because then Tripoli would have said, if you go on the road, bring Roy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. funny as fuck, and he's cool. And by the way, Roy is cool. Yeah, like I become, I've, I'm friend. Not, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a very long time, um, but like he is cool. I ended up hanging out with him a lot, and you realize that part of Roy is as broken as me, right? Like so, but I go down. I, I go down the first time I work with him, and it's like, and he does like 35 minutes. Halfway through, he starts selling his CD, and like, and but it, and it's like, and it may, he just made it very tough to follow him. Uh-huh. And then when I followed him. The next night, he just brought it harder, and he brought it harder and harder until he got to the place where, like, like I, I was, I was, I had to come out of a hole to get to, to like, after he got done. Mm-hmm. And we didn't become friends this first time we worked together, and uh, and then the next time we worked together, it was I was doing, I was working, he was doing hosting, I was featuring, and Kevin Boom Boom Johnson, I think mm-hmm. is his name, Great. was was uh, was headlining, and uh, and Roy did it. To me, hosting, mm-hmm. and then did time in front of Boom Boom. We get, I think that. By the way, I think that's who that guy is. I'm right. not certain. Okay. So we go up top and we start talking, and this guy, I want to say it's Chris Boom Boom, says, um, uh, says to me, "You're really funny." I was like, "Oh, thanks. You're really funny too, man. You rocket fire jokes." He's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "What do you think of our host?" And I said, "I've worked with him before." And he goes, "He was trying to." kind of sandbag us and I said oh, did you feel that and he was like <laughs> he was like yeah and so Roy came up and Roy's like Roy's like not he's he's and I, and by the way once again I'm not talking shit I'm just telling you the story right. Roy's not really ingratiating himself to either of us and I think we have two shows and he's and he's just kind of like distant and he's like yeah I'm moving to New York and we're like oh okay and I was like can I give you some advice and Roy literally said I don't need it <laughs> and I was like I was like, okay, so, uh, so, so I'm like, all right, so uh, we go, we do the second show, and Roy kills, he fucking kills, yeah. and and but he he didn't ingratiate himself to either of us, mm-hmm. so then he goes to New York, and apparently whatever had gone on had gone on again with other comics, so no one helped him out in New York, huh. hmm. no one helped him out in New York, and he moved back to Tampa. And I come back, and now he's a very different Roy. Yeah. Because I, and and this is who I became friends with. Is he had gone to New York, and literally people kind of were like, "No, go fuck that guy." Right. I help him get stage time, and he's like, "Yeah, fucking New York sucked dick." And I and I, we started hanging out, and then I said to him, "You know, hey, I'm, when I'm in Atlanta, why don't you come up to Atlanta and feature for me?" And he's like, "Oh, cool." So we worked together in Tampa, and I explained to him in little ways. It's like you got a bad rap because you're not connecting with these dudes mm-hmm. and like it turned out one and like by the way i really fucking like roy like i i one of the hardest times i've ever laughed in my entire life is with me roy patrick melton and my cousin will in atlanta yeah. having lunch oh yeah and we were doubled fucking over <laughs> roy is genuine and i don't think he's doing comedy more he is genuinely one of the funniest fucking human beings when you aren't competing with him right right, right. but when you're competing with him you're just not gonna like him yeah. And 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 he wants to he wants to compete. And he said to me, he goes, "I don't get it, man. Like, look, we're sitting in Atlanta. This is the day I'm laughing the hardest I've ever fucking laughed." And he's like, "I don't get it, man. Like, why is everyone? I, I feel like it's so fucking uphill. I feel like I'm not getting any traction." I told him, I said, "Let me tell you what happened. You fucking sandbag Tripoli, mm-hmm. and Tripoli decided." That that wasn't cool, and he spread it out to all the other comics, and all the comics kind of fucking knew. Don't 
fucking work with Roy. Right. And he was like, are you fucking serious? And I was like, yes. And I go, and so when Steve Byrne comes in town and you're on the list, he tries to get rid of you. Yeah. Well, when fucking, when, when, when Rogan rolls in, he doesn't want you work. Like, right. And I said, I go, you really fucked up by not becoming friends with all these guys who are all your age and are all your contemporaries. And by looking at them as like, who the fuck's this guy from LA? Right. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And he was like, and, and I remember we, we, it was, and, and, and by the way, by the way, by the way, and I hope to God Roy's listening because he knows I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. That fucking night, Roy goes on stage and he goes up and he starts a fight. He does like <laughs> 20 minutes and he starts a fight with a girl in the front row, calls her a cunt and then walks off stage. <laughs> and, I, and I don't know any of this happens. I walk out on stage and I go, hey, how's everyone doing? And she's crying. And I go, what happened? She's like, fuck you. And I go, I go hold on. And, I go, and Roy's in the back. He's like, fuck her. He's smoking a cigarette. He's like, fuck that bitch. I go, Roy, you can't fucking do that to me. He goes, I don't fucking fuck her. Ruin her night. And, and I, I was like, and it was like, I would, but, but, and then we ended up, I, I like Roy. My favorite Roy story, by the way. This is one of my favorite fucking <laughs> This uh, this episode should be called Roy Story. Yeah, Roy yeah. Story. Ah, Roy, I gotta I get a t shirt made. I wonder if he's doing stand up anymore. He, we'll look he him up. should what he should do is he should be doing stand up and doing clubs and he should be headlining. Yeah. And he and 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 he shouldn't be worried about the, the race because he's a funny fucking dude. Right, but right. My favorite story about Roy is I go on his um on his Facebook. This is one of my I'm, and I know I'm fucking this up, and I know I'm not making it as good as it is or as real as it is. Uh-huh. This is just how I remember it. I go on his Facebook, and all I see is Roy's update is, um, uh, doctors say I'm going to keep my leg. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what, what the man? fuck? So I start scrolling through, and I go, I go, I want to get to the very beginning of this. I scroll, and it's like, ooh, things are not, oh, this isn't. I get very to the very beginning. He's like, huh. And this is the first <laughs> post. Huh. I think I might have gotten bitten by a spider last night. <laughs> Does anyone know what I can put on this? And I'm like, huh. and then he's like, and then next day, spider bite's getting worse. <laughs> eh, probably no big deal. Right, right, um, right. Does anyone know what, uh, what a good, uh, good holistic remedy for spider bites are? Ooh, this spider bite's getting infected. Hmm, limping a lot today. I, I hope he's, by the way, I hope to God Roy still has his leg. And, right, right, and but and we got by the this all started because we were talking about local comedy scenes, right. and I want to once again implore that Kathleen and Roy, I like both of them. Sure. Those were my interactions with them. Obviously, if they told it, it would be very different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was not a Christian in either of these interactions. Right. I'm sure I have cuntiness all over me in both of these interactions. So I'm not by no stretch of the means am I trying to skew it. If anything, I hope. That in, it introduces the people listening to those people. Mm-hmm. They check them out. They yeah. like their comedy. They follow them. They keep in touch with them. And I'll tell you what. I'll put this out there. When I come through your town, Kathleen and Roy can come on the show and tell their side. <laughs> Please. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, Roy, yeah. I would like to have Roy on the podcast, on my podcast. I don't. I, last I heard, he was selling cars in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. But then someone told me that he got back into stand-up. Okay. And, he's, and he should have. He was, he was really, he, you know. So that poses the question. You say he went to New York and he was a killer. Yeah. But like he didn't like it, he didn't do well. Like, even if you like, say the best comic in the world, do yeah. you need friends? Yes, mm-hmm. it's you a big part of it. Right? Cannot get through this business without friends. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. You cannot be a fucking lone wolf and be like fuck everyone, right? Right. Because it doesn't work. You need to. If I'll say this, I'm saying this. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but if you want to succeed. You need to be nice to everybody. Yeah. I mean, like, I have, like, two 
maybe three enemies in this business, people that don't like me. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, and it, it fucking burns me every time because I think, like, I mean, I just think, like, my, I know my names came up in front of one of them, and mm-hmm. I heard, and like, uh, Ari told me that, that the guy fucking just slammed me <laughs> really? to really important people. And, and Ari was like, I didn't even want to say anything. Yeah. Like, and like, someone brought my name up to him and he slammed and then and then you think of like all the times that you know you go like the just negative things are said about other people in front of you and you're like wow that just shut that guy's chance working this club down right yeah yeah it's not like it's not like it's going to really affect me but like but i i look back and i think you think of all the good that my friends have done me Mm -hmm. i mean like like, oh right like all the fucking help i've gotten this business sure you need it you can't go through it and you know, and be like this fucking burn bridge. What? What? It, like, Patrice, Patrice didn't have any friends on the industry side, mm-hmm. but he had friends in comics. Yeah. So like, yeah. So like, despite the fact that <laughs> what Jim Norton said to Patrice one time, <laughs> you know, you should cross the bridge before you burn it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I call Bobby Kelly. I was going through some shit. I call Bobby Kelly all the time. Yeah. I call, I'll call Bobby Kelly, and I'll be like, I'll be like, man, I don't know what to do. Right. And he'll be like, yeah. Body, body, like, like, and and to have friends in this business that you can call and talk through things with, yeah, yeah, yeah. is fucking invaluable. Yeah. Is that the right word? Yeah, yeah, invaluable. Yeah. Can't pay for it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. too valuable. Yeah, I man, I I, 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 got into it with a headliner like last year, a year and a half ago. Who? Anyway, I'm not gonna say who it is, and we don't work together anymore. And it just, it, I, every time his name comes up, I feel the say same the name way. Off oh, really? Yeah. And uh, every time his name comes up, I'm like, oh, man, I wonder if he's slamming me. <laughs> I don't think he is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> but that's the all-important me complex. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Well, I think I think Barry Cat said it to me one time. He's like, buddy, I think you think that people think about you a lot more than they do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all think that. <laughs> I think people think about me nonstop. <laughs> we think people are thinking about us right now. <laughs> yeah. People probably might. the people listening are. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hey man, uh, I want to thank you guys for doing the show, man. No, I thank really you. Appreciate My it, man. And go, go going to the Bert Kreischer being one of the nicest guys. This is the first time I ever met Bert. Oh, um, I emailed him and I said, "Hey, I do this podcast." And your response was really like, "Love to when." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that every. And by the way, if you're uh, if you're a young comic in a local comedy scene, that's how I definitely support the scene. Yeah, like if if you're in your city and you want me to do your podcast, and I'm in your city, I'll invite you to my hotel room. We can do your podcast. If you want to bring to it to the club, we'll do it at the club. I I believe that if you know if 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 you if if you're getting like 2000 downloads an episode and you're like and I can help spike that to 2500 right, right. then fuck yeah why not but yeah, like yeah. and and I'll give people guest sets but look when it comes to working a weekend I kind of I kind of want Matt there so we can hang out <laughs> right. and drink and Matt can go oh you changed something and I like that way you did it like I forget who I worked with one time and I was doing the machine story and they were like hey just give me a heads up the other night, I forget who said this. He's like, the other night you said spit it, the vodka in her eyes, and it got a much bigger response than spit it in her face. Mm-hmm. He's like, you should keep eyes. And I was, I was like, thank you. Yeah, fucking invaluable. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah I hope I didn't come off too cunty in this. No, and that's the other thing too, man. We, you know, we spend our time in other cities. We don't know people. It's good to have somebody we know there to hang out. You yeah. know what I yeah, mean? That's and, and, something the local scene might not think. We're not at home. Yeah. <laughs> we're a little bit estranged, and we're a little bit like, I hope I can get along with everybody. Right. We yeah, want some, coming we want at you from... That, they, they think of us as, like, big-timers, but we're way out of our element, even though we're the headliner yeah. or, you know, the feature, whatever. Yeah, and if it's you're like, married with two kids, 
you're also a little depressed. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, like, I'm rolling into your town depressed, <laughs> hungover. Jet lagged. Jet lagged. <laughs> and and, and I, all I want to do, really, is I don't want, I mean, I don't want to, like, I, I don't want to try to, like, I, I just want to hang out and not talk about whatever the fuck. Be right. able to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Or not talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, right. like, but, like, uh, like, we worked with Marty. Uh, in fucking in uh, Where? oh in, yeah yeah in Connecticut. God damn it, we had so much fucking fun with Marty. Yeah, Marty might be one of my favorite people we've run into on. Yeah, the road. he was awesome. But, but it's like was it's he like, the opener? Uh, Marty Cap Cap Caproni or something Cap- like that. He was fucking so goddamn funny. Uh, he was the key to the city. Off stage, he was even more enjoyable than on. I mean, he's funny on right, stage, right. but man, we fucking laughed so fucking yeah. much that entire weekend. All because of Marty. Yeah. Like, Marty just was like, he had it locked. If you wanted to get drinks, Marty was getting drinks with you. Yeah. If you wanted to fucking drink in the middle of the afternoon, Marty was drinking with you in the middle of the afternoon. He was one if of my favorite... If you wanted to lose $500? <laughs> oh my God, I lost so much fucking money in Foxwoods. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you. I, I always give people guest sets and I always do their podcasts, but like, like, don't get upset if you didn't get booked feature work because, right. you know... All right. Like that's how that works. Awesome. I don't think you came off cunty at all. Where can we catch you next? <laughs> we got your book coming out. My book comes out this week. May twenty seventh. That is Tuesday for you listening right now. Right. Or that was Tuesday if you're listening <laughs> later in the week. Yeah, yeah. Um it's called Life of the Party. It is all my crazy party stories. Awesome. Um go to burtburtbert.com. You can buy it there through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Um go to a bookstore, talk to the guy at the bookstore and say, Hey, can I get Bert's book? Whatever you can do to <laughs> yeah, help yeah. me fucking sell this book, do it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And tour dates at Burt Burt Burt. Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Des Moines, Dayton, uh Philly, uh well, that's all I remember. All right. Yeah, Bert, Bert, Bert. Okay, awesome. Full charge. Check me out, uh, thefullcharge.com, at thefullcharge on Twitter. I got my schedule up, too. What uh, was the kid we worked with in fucking D.C.? Uh, Brandon Wardell. <laughs> that kid was funny as shit, too. Yeah, he was funny. <laughs> he had no idea why he was funny. He had I had him no, on my podcast recently. He had no idea why he was funny. We exactly. fucking giggled with that. He was clueless. Yeah, it's great. He's like 20 years old. Oh, yeah. And so it was just a mix of rookie slash being rookie, young. He slash... reeked of rookie. <laughs> like, he reeked. He my... showed up late. He tried to leave while Bert was on stage to go do an open mic oh, and really? hopefully come back. Yeah. He, he, he ate chips off a headliner's plate. Oh, and that was the fucking best. <laughs> headliner. I, thought, I thought the headliner was the dick in the story. <laughs> he's, he's someone who's burning bridges before he crosses them. He was so fucking funny because like like Anna, my one of my one of the people who works Travel Channel came to do a set and she's a, like a budding comic. Uh-huh. So I go, of course, do a set. Sunday night? Yeah, of course. She comes in and Brandon starts trying to get in her head. Like going, how long have you been doing this? Oh, you're going to fucking bomb. And, and I'm like, Brandon, she's also my boss. Right, like, right. And he's like, what? I go, right. she works at Travel Channel. He goes, oh, I thought she was just a comic. And I go, she is, but why would you do that to another fucking comic? Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't realize what I was saying. I actually had to walk out of the green room. And you told me, you're like, she said, I didn't feel very welcome in that green room. And I actually yeah. apologized to her. Like, you're very welcome here. Uh, he's fucking that guy. That yeah. kid was just like making me so uncomfortable the way he was talking. To wow, me. He, is, he is. But he. But we had him on my podcast, and we like. Oh my god, he's just clueless. Oh my god, but he was fun, and now he lives out in L.A., right? Yeah, I've had him on my podcast. He's actually really talented. Yeah. He's a funny kid. Really talented funny kid. comic. But it's the best of both worlds. It's, it's like funny comic 
Who's like green as shit. Green as shit. <laughs> he ate chips off a headliner's plate, and the headliner was like, excuse me? And like, the-, the headliner got dinner, and it was chips, and Brennan's like, you didn't... Don't, aren't chips like community? I go, not if I order them. If I order them for me, they're not community. Like, and he was like, oh, because I just figured I just ate some of his chips. And he goes, he got really weird about it. Yeah, he's like, I mean, he's like, the guy had tons of chips. He like yeah. went into it and went into it. He never backed down. Yeah. And the club, the reason we heard the story is because the club was still talking about it. Because yeah. it's the, not the thing to do. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I worked with a comic in... I'm, I know we're supposed to be done. That's um, all right. Keep going. Uh, I worked with a comic when I did the Call and Sick to Work show uh-huh. in D.C., who was the perfect example of what you want on the road. It was two, It was a two-man show, mm-hmm. and I can't remember his name, but he was very funny. He was very funny, and he was like... I say older, but I don't, he wasn't old, but sure. he, was like, he, was, he wasn't my age, a little right. younger than me, but he was like a grown-up. Yeah. Right. And he was... Dude, professional, fucking killed it. Uh, asked if he could sell shirts. I was mm-hmm. like, of course, I don't give a fuck. Right. Definitely sell shirts. And his shirt was really cool, and then he gave me one. Oh, cool. And, and his shirt's very racist, but it's... <laughs> I can't wear it. I, can't. I told him. I go, I, go I, I think I said on stage, I go, it's a really cool shirt. I'm sure there are places you can wear this. Like a yacht club. Like somewhere where no one of ethnicity is. But like... Uh, but it but say, it was, it was it's, it's, a, it's his joke. And he's like, uh, they think, the, I don't know the joke, but it's, uh, they think the Cleveland Indians thing is racist. Well, I think they should change it because Indian isn't what they were. Right. Columbus named them wrong. But I think they should keep the name and just change the logo and make it Indians from Pakistan, where, you know, from oh, India. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the whole joke was picking how, I, I can't really remember the joke, but it was like, how they, and then the, the shirt is the Cleveland Indians insignia, but with an Indian dude, like oh, a, okay. a caricature of right. an Indian dude right. on the front. So it, and it just looks looks <laughs> odd. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, it's it is it is technically a right. certain type of blackface right, right. on a shirt. <laughs> so I, like I couldn't wear it, but I fucking love it. And he was funny as shit. And he was brown cool. face. And he was like, "Hey, I re-, and he said he was like, I really appreciate you let, let me do a spot with you." And like, he was fun as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and like the truth is, you hope to God that he realizes how funny he is, and he moves to New York or moves to L.A. Or DC is just not a place where you're going to leap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have some place to start. And, and, and if someone says to me, if like if like Bobby Kelly calls up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, club just said they want to work with this kid." And I, I normally I bring someone, but he's not available. But he said he worked with you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Oh fuck yeah, work with him. You're going to love it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like if any comic was like, "I I, I'm, I got a weekend with Marty." Do you know Marty? I'd be like. You're gonna have a fucking blast. <laughs> You're gonna have a fucking blast. That's awesome. It's like it's like when when I started working with Matt, uh, I, I I said something. We did like a couple dates, and I think Segura was like, "Oh fuck yeah, full charge is the best to have on the road." And yeah. I was like, "What?" And he was like, "We did a date together. We had a blast." And I was like, "Really?" And he was like, "I was like done because you want that." There was yeah, another yeah, kid. Uh, what was uh, what was the other kid's name um, that I worked with uh, that? He was really fun too. Oh fuck, I can't remember his name. But like, yeah, you just want to have fun on the road. Yeah, man. I think yeah. that's that's. You don't want to deal with drama or someone trying to blow the headliner off stage. Right, right. Or deal with any of that. I worked with Louis C.K. and I and I'm being real honest. I I don't think I understood how nice it would have been to have him on my team. Hmm. Like uh-huh. I worked with them and I worked with Attel the mm-hmm. week before and I and I was just in this mode like where you're a feature, you got to do well. Yeah, yeah. And I remember. Uh, Louis didn't watch really any of my sets because I was doing the same set. Yeah, he didn't really give a fuck. 
But if you change it up, like I changed it up when I worked with Attell, he watched every single one of my sets. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember, I remember, uh, like, and I'm not 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 friends with Louis at all, but right, like, right. would have been very nice had I looked back and I had said to him, "Hey, man, if you have any insights on my set, let me know." Sure. I'm going to be writing a lot this week. In essence, saying you're going to have a very because Louis was writing, right? So here yeah, I am doing a polished right. twenty minutes, and Louis trying to write. Yeah, and it's like it's it, it's he's he's still Louis C.K., but it's not like this. He wasn't Louis C.K. then. He was right. just starting to become Louis C.K. Yeah. So he was bailing on he was figuring, oh, an act that worked. Yeah. He was bailing on an act that worked and figuring out how to say my daughters are bitches. Right, right. Like, yeah. and, and, and my daughter is a cunt. I at a shopping was, mall. Yeah, yeah, at a shopping mall. <laughs> and I remember, I remember he was figuring it out because he didn't understand how it was going to work. Right. And in, in hindsight, if I could live my life differently and I wouldn't change anything about it, but I would go back to that moment and I would fuck, I would have watched every single one of his sets and I would have definitely, uh, I would have definitely pumped the brakes a tad bit uh, during my set and not sure. done a polished 20 minutes trying to impress Louis because that's not going to fucking happen. Right. I would have because it's all fucking jokes that I'm sure he's actually probably heard a similar <laughs> yeah, re- yeah. rendition of or thought of at least at one point in his right. life. And I would have tried to write and, and befriend him and figure out fucking life through his eyes and, and get a an ally, you know? But yeah. I didn't. I just did. I just partied and I fucking did 20 minutes every fucking night. What, did my time. What happened when you brought a book up there or oh, something? Oh, fucking. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> what did that, You brought a book up? I, Sunday night, we're all at the bar. having. I want a beer so bad right now. Yeah. We're all at the you bar. You want one? I got one. No, no, no. I got to okay. drive. Um, we're all at the bar. We're hanging out, and there's this book. It's like a book of like magic tricks, mm-hmm. but like they're almost like one of the things is so fucking mind-blowing. I do it at the bar, and it's like pick a number, pick an, elf, pick an animal, pick a this, pick a that. Um, I'll say three words, and then I say the three words, and then I'm like, "All right, you picked a green elephant that has the number 38 <laughs> written across his chest." And everyone at the bar is like, "Shut the fuck up!" Right. So I go up on stage, I do a little bit of my act, and then I go, "You guys want to see something fucking amazing?" And I pull the book out. I just flip to a page, and I do one of the tricks, and it, and I'm like, and I I think I did that trick. I go picking anything. You guys all picked. A green elephant with the number 38 written on his chest. And everyone's like, what the fuck? How did you do that? And I go, watch this. And I flip to another one. I go, I do another one. Um, It's a sunset on a beach. And everyone's like, how the fuck are you doing this? And I'm like, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Um, The name of the rowboat is the the Virgin Mary. And they're like, how the fuck? I go, that's my time. Thanks. I get off stage. Louis standing off stage. He stares at me. He goes, the fuck are you doing? I go, isn't that crazy? He goes, yeah. How am I going to fucking follow that? I go, what? And he goes, you just brought a fucking book of magic tricks on stage. And now I'm supposed to go do stand-up? And I go, do you want the book? He goes, yeah, I want the fucking book. Give me the fucking book. And he gets upstairs. He's like, looks, looks like we're not doing comedy. Like, not even like, I don't even think he's happy. He's right. like, looks like we're not doing comedy tonight. Looks like I'll be doing fucking magic tricks. And he literally like flips through. He goes, everyone pick a fucking number. And, 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 and I was like, I was like, I don't think I did the right thing there. Think of the scenario, though. You're already like following someone who's crushing all week, and then on the last day, up eight notches, you gotta right, follow right. a magician. Yeah, a, <laughs> a magician. And so he's like, and so like he had the book with him, and anytime he'd go in a thing, he'd just go back to the book. If it didn't work, he'd be right. like, uh, "All right, everyone, pick up." Like a cranky yeah, magician. I'm making that story. And by the way, you know what's so crazy? The guy he that worked with us, Eric Meyer, uh-huh. is one of the most fascinating dudes in comedy. Yeah. Yes. Not I'm not going to talk about Eric because I, I don't let Eric talk about Eric. Okay, but he has he has uh, he has somewhat 
Someone of a rep is an interesting fucking guy. Okay, that's all I can say, and I, and I, I don't want to say I don't want to not say anything and make it sound like I'm talking shit, right. At all, because I love Eric. Okay, but he's you know he's had some some hiccups mm-hmm. in his career, and, and and he lives his life truly like a comic. Like he is blind to right. to, to anything other than fucking funny and being funny and whatever his demons that maybe fucking try to derail him. That makes him even more interesting. But he worked. And, and, and I, trust me when I say I've been doing it this long. I now look at Eric Meyer and I go, God, I want to. He's really fucking fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was writing a ton. And he was hosting. And he was really funny. And Louis loved him right off the fucking bat. Right. Louis like, this kid's fucking funny. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> you haven't seen my magic closer. Wait till yeah. you see that. <laughs> and, so, and I was having a hard time following Eric. Eric yeah. was destroying. Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm trying to follow Eric. And, but Eric is real. I gotta fucking have him on my podcast. I want to talk to him so bad. Yeah. Where was this? Just out of him. curiosity. This is in New York? West Palm. This is oh. West Palm. Oh, okay. okay. When we were at West Palm, and I was like, wait, where did where did the, where did the club sit before? Because I couldn't right, figure it out. Right, right, that was right. the same club in West Palm. And uh, Eric Meyer was fucking. He was. Is he so, a Florida comic? Uh, Must have been. Right? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, I think he's a Virginia comic. Oh, okay. Right. He's really fucking fascinating. And and I only I'm only saving any Eric stories Eric Meyer story only because I feel like I've talked shit about people <laughs> even though I I'm tried desperately not to right. I don't I know people are very sensitive when sure. you say things on podcasts and by the way Roy and Kathleen I like both they're both my friends I would consider friends so okay. I, I hope I will, that and have them on their podcast if I will <laughs> I don't think you talk shit about anybody but this I is, think all was gotta, well because all ended well in yeah. all those stories I gotta yeah, get a hold of Eric now I gotta. You got to call him? I got to call fucking <laughs> Eric Meyer. I want to get Eric Meyer on my podcast. Yeah. He's really fucking fascinating. Oh, that's cool. I'm going like, to have him on. Like, but if he's 100% honest with why he's so fascinating, cause it, but he may not want to be. Okay. He right. may just be like, you know what? It kind of makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like you, Bert. I don't want to just put all my fucking shit on the table and let everyone fucking figure it out. But. Let me just put this out in the public for eternity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks so much for uh, listening. We got uh, new Road Stories t-shirts up at the site. By the way, Matt Fulcheron rocking the old school Road Stories t-shirt. Yeah, about him. The biggest advertisement I have. I wore it on Carson Daly. You wore it on Carson Daly, wore it on the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, I wore it out to dinner on Valentine's Day. You need to give him a new one. He wears it (laughs) every single... You gave me three. I gave you three? I thought you would bring one today, to be honest. You know what? As I left, I I, I was so out of it this morning, I left everything at home. um, That's right. I just got a new Burt Kreischer shirt. Oh, right on. (laughs) Um... Oh, and his, he wears, Matt Fulcheron wears his shirt so much. I was playing poker one night, and I get a phone call, and I'm like, who the fuck is this? It's like, is this Murray? I'm like, yeah. This is Matt's girlfriend. I'm like, A, didn't know Matt had a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> B, what's up? It's like, you gave him that damn shirt, and he wears it all the fucking time. And I'm like, guess what? I gave him another one. <laughs> what can I say? I, I like the podcast. Meet, I was hoping to meet her today, but I don't see her. All right, uh, uh, um, I'll be in Vegas June 3rd at the Improv there, and then uh, June 19th at Irvine with Comics on Safari. We're sponsored by Quicksilver. Come out. We're going to give away shit. It's going to be awesome. And then I'm doing Ventura, surfing up there and doing shows. Uh, guys, thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, at Murray V on Twitter. At the full charge. At the full charge. Go to burtburtburt.com and you can find everything. Everything there. B E R T B E R T B E R T. And uh, come see these guys when they come into your town. They're really funny. Thanks for listening. You want to know about life on the road? 
It's Zeus, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns And these fights, candle flights, running with the runs And blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette Trunks in the front, making out for your set And middle acts doing blow, more missing merch And drive the rental car past another mega church And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone One big law and order marathon